Do you ever feel like manifestation is just another thing on your to-do list that you don't have time for? Like your spiritual practice is something that you have to do? Honestly, you're not alone because I felt that way too. Something that's really changed my relationship with manifestation is blending it into my lifestyle so that no matter what I'm doing, I'm also manifesting. I call this manifestation as a lifestyle and it single-handedly made the entire manifestation journey more enjoyable for me and I've seen my desires show up with a lot more ease. Manifesting as a lifestyle has made manifestation go from feeling like a task to something I just naturally do because it's who I am. If you'd like to learn more about this, I've created a step-by-step guide for you. I'll link it in my show notes so you can check it out. You're listening to the Affirmation Addict Podcast with Pyle Corley. This podcast will teach you about the power of affirmations while making manifestation easy and accessible for you in order to enhance your spiritual consciousness. Thank you so much for being here. And now it's time to get started. If you're looking for a space to navigate life's light and dark moments, I invite you to download my app, Affirm It. It's an app I crafted to help you create your spiritual practice because I know how hard it can be to manage your energy throughout all the different things life throws at us. So we celebrate the light and the dark. We're not asking you to be positive all the time. We're super, super raw, super real, and welcoming to all the feelings. And so inside of the app, I've created a ton of intentional features to help you with your spirituality. We have daily affirmations to help you stay consistent on your journey. We have guides, practices, and journaling to help you with the self-improvement. And we have guided meditations and visualizations to help you deepen your practice and connect to yourself. One of my favorite things that I've created for the app is actually guided affirmations. So it's something you listen to. It helps you effortlessly reprogram your limiting beliefs. And lastly, we have affirmation reminders. So that way you can get the good kind of notifications and affirm anytime and anywhere. So I invite you to download the app today, start your free seven-day trial, and after that, it's only $4.49 a month, and even less if you do our annual plan. Head to the show notes to download it on your phone today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Affirmation Addict Podcast. This is Pyle, and I'm so excited you are here. Today, we're going to talk about insecurities, and so if this is a triggering topic, I just want you to listen to this, knowing you're supported. I am here for you. I am right by your side because I have honestly dealt with, I feel like so many insecurities. I feel like most insecurities I've also dealt with. So whatever you're going through, whatever you're feeling insecure about, I either have gone through it, I feel, or I know someone who has, and I know we can work through this together because our insecurities are such lessons. They are such big little tellers of who we are, what we need to work on, what we can learn from, how we can be more loving to ourselves. And I really believe that if you and if we live our life through the lens of insecurities, I feel like we're not doing our lives justice. I feel like we are not doing ourselves justice. I feel like there's so much more to life than living through our insecurities and just being scared of them all the time. Um, And so I want to share, honestly, just some of my insecurities that I've grown up with. Some are probably still here. I don't claim that they're all fully gone. They come in waves for sure. Um, But let's see. I think I was in first grade. I am Indian, so we have tons of hair and I wasn't allowed to shave my legs um, or my face and <laughs> I had some thick hair and um I will never forget one of I remember his name 
Oh, it's so sad. Like it's crazy that my seven-year-old self still remembers that moment so clearly. Like I kid you not when I tell you my insecurities are deep. I know yours are probably too. Like we can get through this. If I can do this, you can too. So I wore shorts. I was like trying to be cute, trying to wear shorts. I was already not allowed to wear shorts. Like technically my dad was like, those are way too short, but my mom let me wear them. She was trying to let me fit in. I remember I wore shorts and my legs were hairy and the, this guy, I will not say his name for privacy purposes. Um, this guy was like, he, I think just pointed at my legs and was like, why are they so hairy? And just started laughing. And then he kept calling me Harry Larry until literally everyone in our class called me Harry Larry. I'm sure no one remembers this, but to me, it was like one of the most embarrassing and scary moments in my life, because I was like, oh my gosh, you are making fun of me for who I am. I am currently a hairy person. And it, I will never forget. I went home, cried. My mom waxed my legs that night. Actually, no, that's a lie. She finally waxed my legs in se- in seventh, in sixth grade. So I was seven years old at this point. So six years later, she allowed me to wax my legs. So my seven-year-old self, after that day, I kid you not, for the next six years, I only wore jeans to school. And we live in Arizona. I grew up in Arizona. It is like 115 degrees in the summer. I only wore pants and it wasn't back then where there was like cute, trendy pants. It was jeans. And I wore jeans throughout all of summer for those six years. I will never forget. I never showed my legs um, up until my mom let me shape them or let me wax them actually at the time. So that was a deep one. And still to this day, hair just things about my skin color and those types of things, those come up. Um, absolutely. Just like in Indian culture, your skin color is talked about like no other, whether you're dark brown, you're light brown, you're a wheat brown, like all of those things. Um, and finally, like I, these are all specific to my body. I'll go into other ones in a second, but finally I got to a point where I was like, it's so exhausting hating myself. It's so exhausting trying to change myself. And if I think about it, it was like, for what, who was I changing this for? Is it so I don't get made fun of? Is it so people accept me more, which is probably that root. And so working on those, like diving into why does this matter? Is it because they're going to make fun of me? Do I even want them in my life? Now I can consciously think that, right? My seven-year-old self would never be able to process that. But now looking at that, it would still come up in college. If I had like a hair on my leg, I would run and go shave it. So no one made fun of me. Like it was a very embarrassing thing for me. And as shallow as it sounds, it made me feel all sorts of ways. And so don't judge your insecurities. Um, if they're shallow, if they're about your physical looks, like that's okay. There's a reason that they're there. So how can we love them more is my biggest takeaway for you. How can we lean into them? My favorite word is to lean into our uncomfortable things. And you will hear this as a theme and I will always stand by this because it's helped me heal so much. Um, why is it scaring me so much? Why is it so scary for me to have hair on my legs? Now it's not, but if I even said this to you three, four years ago, I probably would have still felt insecure. So another big insecurity I had was in my relationships, not only like romantic, not only with Tom, but like even family and friends. Um, I didn't realize it was with family and friends until I kind of started looking back, but it was this insecurity that 
they just don't need me. They, or they might not need me. Um, there may come a time where I just don't add value and they just won't want me in their life. And that insecurity was deep. That insecurity had me feeling FOMO. That insecurity had me being a crazy girlfriend to Tom. And if he was with his friends, I would somehow conveniently always have an anxiety attack and I needed him to call me bad of me. So toxic, so manipulative, but that was my insecurity stalking. Like that was where my heart and my brain was at that point. Um, and looking back, I was like, wow, I can't believe Tom stayed with me through all of that half the time, but truly like our insecurities can fog our lenses of life so much where we just feel like the world is out to get us all the time. We feel doomed and it just felt like everything sucked is honestly how I can say whenever I lived through my insecurities. So with Tom and even like my family, like I always had this immense pressure to show up and prove myself, whether in my relationship with my parents, with my brother, with friends is like, I needed to prove that I was of value. So they wouldn't like leave me or they wouldn't, um, maybe judge me or not like me anymore. I don't know. I don't know the best way to put it, but I'm not sure if you, if I'm not the only one, I'm not sure if you felt this too, where you're just always trying to put your best foot forward because you don't feel like you're okay as you are. That's how I think this is how I felt. I would always try and do the best I could and try so hard. Like it was so much effort to show up for the people who I subconsciously, I guess, didn't know actually cared about me just as I am. And I would over exhaust myself. I would over kind of compensate in my relationships um, and all sorts of them. And just to make sure they wouldn't leave me, just to make sure they wouldn't just forget about me or hate me, or I wasn't important enough to them anymore. And what I started learning when I was leaning into that insecurity is I just need to know I'm enough as I am. And I need to be okay with myself. The moment I started becoming okay with myself, the moment I started saying, yeah, I don't always have to prove myself. I don't always have to kind of give value or give a gift or any of these things like be of importance. I can just be okay. I can just be enough with who I am and just showing up and being myself. Honestly, um, things started to shift. My relationship started to just be more effortless, feel less draining. There would be less problems, so to speak. Like things wouldn't affect me as much. They would change the way they were showing up around me. So a lot started to change when I started to just show up in a way where I was like, honestly, I just need to be the best version of me because I can't necessarily control how they're going to see me. All I can control is how I see me. So my invitation for you with all of your insecurities, I think we have such a habit of running away from them. We have such a habit of hiding from them is to lean into them. And I know how triggering this sounds. I know how uncomfortable that sounds. I know that's probably the last thing you want to do, but I like to think of my insecurities as little parts of me that need love. And so I always like to give my insecurities love when an insecurity shows up. How do I actually do that? When an insecurity shows up, I'm like, Hey, I love you. I know you don't feel good. And I talk to it in the form of you. It could be like, I'm talking to myself. It could be like, I'm talking to a different aspect of me, whichever image, whichever kind of 
idea resonates with you more. There's no right or wrong way to give your insecurities love. Just the intention to is truly more than enough. So when it comes to insecurities, I do have another affirm it practice for you. So this one, I really recommend doing this a little longer. I recommend trying this for at least a month um, to see if you notice shifts coming up. Also try the tip of giving your insecurities love when they show up. But tip number one inside of affirm it, the app is reading or writing through our affirmations for rewiring your insecurities. Do this daily. If you skip a day, if you miss a day, that's okay. If you can't do it daily, set up affirmation reminders. So it shows up on your phone effortlessly. That's the biggest thing I recommend is if you're unable to go into the app every day, set a reminder through the app, the affirmation will pop up as a notification. And even that is enough. And once the affirmation pops up, just go into the app and take it as a moment for you to just pause and go into it. Next thing I recommend is listening to the guided affirmations for rewiring your insecurities every single night. So this is actually a really cool hack to effortlessly reprogram your mind because when you're sleeping, your body and your mind is actually in a less resistant state. Your subconscious, your conscious mind, sorry, is kind of like it's asleep basically. And so your subconscious mind is super potent, super malleable at that time. So a really cool trick is to listen to the guided affirmations when you're sleeping and just play them on repeat. Um, And lastly, in those moments, you feel insecure when you just feel like that kind of warmth of oh my gosh, do I suck? And that self-doubt and that I'm not good enough. In those moments, I really recommend listening to the meditation to feel the power of your heart. It'll really connect you to the part, the center of your body, your kind of place of love. And it'll, I think, really help you feel some more love and compassion for yourself um, and those insecurities because it's really hard when you're feeling insecure to feel good about yourself. I know that's asking a lot. So that's why I really invite you to listen to that meditation whenever you feel those waves of insecurities coming through. So thank you so much for listening to my rant about how my insecurities have shifted, how they've evolved. If you are feeling insecure, if you're living your life through the lens of insecurity, you are so not alone. We all have them. I really just encourage you to lean into them and learn from them and love on them. Um, My favorite image is just imagining my insecurities as little baby versions of pile who need some love. Um, that really helps me just be a little more compassionate when I'm feeling insecure. And so I really hope this helps you and I will talk to you on the next episode. Bye. I always get a ton of questions in my DMS from people asking how I can manifest X. The truth is you can really manifest anything as long as it's for the greatest good. And if you're having trouble manifesting something right now, or you feel stuck on your journey, I have a really beautiful resource I've made for you. It's a free quiz. It's called the manifestation archetype quiz. And it's something that I've created so you can find out your manifestation style to give you more clarity on your spiritual journey. After taking the quiz, you're going to receive the best resources for your specific archetype to help you attract your desires based on where you're at and what you want to create. So you can find a link to the quiz in the show notes, or just head to my website at www.affirmation-addict.com. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If this episode resonated with you, it would mean the world to me if you could rate interview the podcast and share it on your social media. So I know to keep creating episodes that are inspiring you to manifest. 
I'm so genuinely grateful for the time we shared today. And I'd love for you to join the community by following at Affirmation Addict on Instagram. To continue diving into spirituality and manifestation, head over to my website, affirmation-addict.com. Until next time, I'm sending you so much love and so much healing energy.